Hello, welcome to the Arts Band Show. You can find it at Q106FM.com and you can find it on Spotify and maybe eventually some other... Uh... It's actually available on most podcast apps. Really now? Yeah, you I can actually... can confirm that? Yeah, I can confirm it. Okay, because... I'm going to Google the Play Store right now. Okay, right now, go ahead. Books, go movies, ahead. apps. Go ahead. Would it be movies, TV, or books? It's not in games. Oh my God. Not it's available books. on apps such as CastBox. That is what I use for my enjoying listening uh, the podcast. Well, you're lame, uh, so I won't really... You know what? I'm that. sick and tired of your crap today, okay? How about that? <laughs> How about I'm sick and tired of your crap, okay? No, that's not going to work. Anyway, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for clicking on this. If this is your first time listening, well, you're in for a treat because this one's going to be a doozy of an episode because I'm sick and tired of getting taken advantage of mentally by my work wife, who is known as Span. Span... Nah, I told you you're the work girlfriend. You haven't earned the right no, to be a wife. You complain too much. Uh, Listen, I am. I just waited an hour so you could talk to Peter Pan or whoever you were talking to. Okay? I was talking to a label rep. That is part your, of my job. That doesn't matter. opportunities no. for the station. No. Do it on your own time. That is my own time. Do it on your free it's time. It's my work time. No, do it on your I free time. I don't talk to labor reps on my free time. Well, I you need to start. You need to start because we just got an email. We just got an email from Terry, and he said that you're not allowed to talk to record labels during the work time. You got to do it on your own time. That would be incorrect. I don't believe you because if I got the email, it would have come to me, not you. Regardless, thank you so much for listening to this. Because of you... I can support my family. Actually, we do this for free. But yeah, regardless, we uh, one day we'll get paid. I mean, it's too popular not to get paid eventually. You you need an ego check is what you need. You really do. You need someone to let you know, hey, buddy, you're not as big as what you think you are, and you got more work to do. Why would I want that? Like, just Because you need someone to give you, to give you a little ego check. You do. You need someone to tell you, hey, uh, just letting you know. <laughs> get, get in line. That's what you need. What was that? Just to let you know. Hang on. Here. This is going to be great. Uh, hey, uh, this is this is we talked about Liv on the last episode of the podcast, and she's calling yes. me. Uh, Liv, you're live on a podcast right now, so watch what you say. How can I help you? Ask her permission. You have to ask her permission. Oh, oh, hey, am I allowed to record your voice right now? Okay, Okay, she said yes, sure. Okay, how can I help you? You're interrupting an award-winning podcast. We're just waiting for the awards. I don't think it's an award-winning podcast. This is what I'm talking about. This is why. This is what you need, someone to check down your emotions. What can I help you with, Liv? Uh, thank you for my poster. I got her a Stranger Things poster yesterday. That is, that's very sweet of you. Yep. You're welcome. Hey, Liv, real quick. Does this sound like a phone hanging up? All right. So anyway, um, that was. Is my- that what y'all do? Oh yeah, all the time, <laughs> all the time. So anyway, <laughs> it's my favorite. It is my favorite thing to do. Like I get all giddy inside when she doesn't hang up before me, and we do that joke every time. She's like, "What? Huh?" And then I'm like, "Bruh, you just got hung up on." You two are like two teenagers, oh, and that's your daughter. It's the best. It's the best. <laughs> but if you know anything about the uh, last episode, you know that there's trials and tribulations <laughs> that come with dealing with a 13-year-old uh, stepdaughter. Um, yes. But, yeah, I went and uh, I returned some video games. And, like, dude, I'm going to be honest. I just, 
I know that I have time to play video games, okay? I'm not going to sit and say that I don't. But my time is limited, and I bought all these video games, um, and I just don't play them. So I took them back, and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy the kids something. So, yeah, there was that. Um, I have All the games you bought, you took them back? I bought like four Xbox One games, and I haven't touched them since June 8th. So I was like, I'm never going to play these. So I just returned them. Okay, well, there you are then. Thank you. Thank you for giving me permission and letting me know that that's all right. You're welcome. You know, I am just I am just fed up with you today. Yeah, I played uh I'm currently playing Horizon Zero Dawn. Originally I finished the game uh-huh. and then found out that they had extensions and I found out because I like the game so much, I actually look for DLC. I never look for DLC on video games. Okay. But this one I was like, this game is so good. Let me see if they have DLC. And of course they did. Yeah. It was ten bucks. So it was the first time ever. I paid wow. full price for DLC. It must have been pretty important for you to actually. Yeah, it was, and 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 let to be sure. When I highlighted that purchase button, it took me about six seconds to hit that X button because I was like, uh, I just I picture I picture uh, you sitting there. Yep, just like that. I was like, like this better be good. And it, oh my god, it's yeah. So far, it's great. We uh we just picked up um a uh, Call of Duty that we will... We're going to get into the streaming of video games business because it is a very fun business to be a part of, and it makes it to where we can say that we're working when we're really not working. So later on today, um, I'm going to need to test it to make sure that it works. So Yeah, but I mean, we did a dumb thing today. I though. don't want to talk about it, okay? Oh, I wanted, tr- to, I wanted to skip past it. Okay? I'm, totally, I'm saying it. Okay, we went out to Disc Traders, and we have a relationship with them because Disc Traders has given us an Xbox One to play with and a couple of games. We made videos, had a whole lot of fun. Well, we went there to get the latest game that we could challenge each other in, or in this one, probably I'm going to get whooped in because it's oh, Call I'm of so Duty. I'm so good at Call of Duty. So I expect to get headshot like I'm facing a four-year-old. Anyway. Yep. And his name's a little Art. <laughs> so we go there, and we like go through this whole thing to get a hold of it, get it cleared, and we leave, and it's not until we're like, here for an hour that we realize we have the playstation 4 version and we have an xbox one but then art's like oh well i have it at home so we'll just use that and i'm like wait a second we did a whole trip and all this stuff to get the game well we have to talk to them about other stuff too like business related stuff but yeah we could have totally avoided it and just grabbed my copy you know the next day but regardless oh my god you know listen my brain is going a million miles a minute at all times okay yeah i'm sorry that i'm the way that i am but you know what yeah for the record he's like clicking around on the internet while we're talking right no i'm actually scheduling music for monday because i have to multitask but thank you for calling me out as you are checking your phone while we're doing a show so you cannot get mad at me when you're literally just as distracted as i am and we could still create great content because let me span myself for a second we are great we are the best podcast this side of the mississippi there you go okay and actually i have a bone to pick with you because you have not properly bowed to me because this podcast is airing after the fact that we gave notice of the winner of the choose your champion triple threat match so you will address me as sir Artemis, king of the WWE. Oh, no. That felt good. That felt good. Yeah, you did. 
win the match. I couldn't believe it when the simulator made you the winner. Yo, the I was like, him? Really? Him? You don't need you don't need eyebrows to beat some butts, okay? Let me yeah, tell you. Yeah, you hit us both with like this, like, like I want to say it's it's uh, John Cena's finisher, the FU. Yeah, I, I, I told my boss FU in the form of giving him an FU, and it felt good. And we, like, when he pinned us, I was like, no. And it was like. I pinned you. Yeah, you pinned me. I was like, wait, wait, why? For I got to eat the pin. Yep, for just a little something extra. <laughs> I'll take my sandwich with extra ketchup, please. Because that's what champions do. Disgusting. Listen, anyway, let me yeah, tell you. You totally got lucky. I got, you got lucky. lucky as hell. I didn't do anything. The system decided it for me. So how am I lucky? The system decided wrong. That's Listen, what happened. I'm going to tell you right now. Victory has never tasted so good. Okay. You don't even like WWE. <laughs> I like the Raw as War era. Okay. I like the Stone Cold Steve Austin coming in. That I, was attitude. I was era. at Joe Louis Arena when Rikishi almost killed Stone Cold Steve Austin. I was there live. I was there live. I showed you a professional wrestling video that's one of the most hilarious videos ever. And you were like, how dare you waste my time with two minutes of this nonsense. What, what I'm was legit. That? Remember when the guy was rocking him to sleep? That was the stupidest thing <laughs> I have ever watched in my entire life. I was angry that you showed me that. I was so mad at you. <laughs> And you're like, no, 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 wait, 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 it's going to get better. And I'm just like, yo, okay. this dude is really okay. trying to waste my time so, on purpose. Okay, so for the record, the, uh, you can find the clip online. So dumb. Uh, I forget. It's just look for Masked Wrestler Sleeping <laughs> Finisher. But basically, uh, this one guy, he picks this guy up in a cradle position, oh like he's holding God. him up like a fireman's carry, and then he rocks him to sleep, and then he carefully sets them down, and then he he admonishes the crowd to be quiet, so he shushes them, it's, and the and the and the ref does too. Just shh, don't wake him up. Didn't don't he put the ref up. to sleep too? No, no, the ref did not go to sleep this time. I'm sure that's a, that, I'm sure that's sits an angle some other time. Anyway, he <laughs> he tries to pin the guy. The guy rolls over. So then he tries to pin the guy a different way, and the guy almost rolls the rolls the guy who put him to sleep into a pin. So it's like it's this it's a hilariously stupid set of circumstances. And then finally, the he's about he gets a blanket and he and he puts it over the guy so in a pillow, stupid. and the guy. He puts, I mean, the guy should be absolutely out cold. The referee then uh, does the count and he gets the one count. He gets the two count and then he starts to sneeze. And then the the wrestler it's puts so his finger under the guy's nose to stop stupid. him from sneezing. The ref stops and then he goes to pin him again. Why would and they the even watch sneezes, the movie? Why would they even the watch the YouTube up. video? Why would they watch? You just explain the whole because thing. Because you have to see it. It's, it's so hysterical. stupid. Listen, I'm going to save you the time. Don't watch it because it's stupid. And the fact that you literally was like, no, 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 wait, man, it's going to get. And I'm like sitting there like I'm about to go into a stroke because I'm so angry at you right now. I couldn't believe that. Like, you see, you really were so mad. You made me off like a 13 year old who just got. Because it's a waste of time. I'm just like, yo, this dude is really. But it's so stupid. That's what's so fun about it. No. Everything about it is preposterous. But you can be in on this entire system of series of jokes. Like it just, oh, it's so it's so deliriously entire. That's the whole thing. Like Stone Cold Steve Austin in real life. I mean, 
He ain't that guy. Don't like, you you shut your mouth right oh, now. Oh, do you really think Steve you Austin shut just opens up your, a beer, pours about a thimble into his actual face, and then the rest over his face? Every morning when he wakes up. <laughs> no, that's not how he did this. Come on in, Clark. Interrupt the show. Come on. Come on in, Clark. Come on, Clark. I was okay. just saying, see you guys later. No, no, come right, here. Clark. Come here. Okay. I want to ask okay. you something. Do you it. think okay. that Stone Cold Steve Austin, okay. when he wakes up every single morning, he cracks open two beers and pours it over his face? <laughs> Span seems to... Absolutely. Yes! Oh, yes! <laughs> I have been outvoted by nonsense. Because that is what he does. <laughs> that is not what he does in real life. I dare you. you that's don't appreciate, not what he does in real life. You this don't appreciate what... greatness, and that's okay. Oh! You think The Rock really does? Just... Have a great day, Clark. Thank you, Clark. Clark, ladies and gentlemen. Two cans of V8. Yeah. yeah. What is he doing? Getting his metal musil and just putting it in a container? <laughs> Screw you both. How dare you? Listen, I uh, I remember one of my first great memories of all time, okay, w- was going with my grandmother, and we went to Joe Louis Arena to go watch WWE. And uh, the most famous catchphrase of all in all of WWE, if you ask me, was suck it. Degeneration X suck it. Yeah. I mean, it was the most biggest catchphrase ever. Yes, it was. And it was during the Attitude Era, the Raw is War era. And I remember looking at my grandma and saying, Grandma, can I say that? And she said, as long as you don't tell your dad. And I said, oh. suck it for like an hour. She also was the first person to buy me an explicit parental advisory version wow, of the- Eminem's The Marshall Mathers LP. She is the greatest grandmother ever. Seriously. And I remember where we were at. We were on Gratiot and 10 Mile when she told me, Artie, if you want to swear, that's fine. I don't want you to go overboard with it, but you're at the age. I was like 14 or 15. She's like, if you want to swear, that's fine, but just don't do it in front of your grandfather or your dad. We had a very close spot, and what we still do. But That's awesome. Yeah. I didn't start swearing in front of my parents until I was in my mid-20s. I would, actually take that back, mid-30s. Really? Yeah. Because, like, my t- <laughs> my mom, she heard me swear, like, and she was she was in a, she she was starting to go down the, the downward slope of dementia. Mm-hmm. So, like, she was more free to do things that ordinarily she wouldn't have. Right. And, like, I happen to say something goofy, and uh, somebody said something goofy, I was like, oh, fuck that. And my mom popped me right in the mouth. Yeah. Just, like, a light tap. She's like, you don't swear around me. I'm like, mom. I'm 35 years old. Yeah. She's like, you still can't. I was like, <laughs> what are you doing? And it's, it's, it's like, yeah. okay, I'm not winning this fight. I mean. I got to yeah. tell you, man, like uh, my great grandpa is going through dementia right now and Ooh. it sucks. It's the worst. Like, and you, you experienced it firsthand with your mom. I got very lucky. We have, uh, we have a certain amount of means. Um, and my sister and I were both involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and, we had an emotional network of people, each of our own, yeah. that we could go to. So, like, I don't know what it's like if you have to deal with dementia and you live on an island. Yeah. Like, not real life, but, like, right. emotionally. Like, especially if a male gets dementia. Yeah. Like, does he do phys- – how, how long has he been in dementia? Um, It really started to kick in once his wife died, which would be my great-grandma. Okay. So – once she passed and, how long ago um four years ago okay so he's definitely in it he's yeah. definitely in it yeah um, now he's in it fully to where he doesn't know who i am is he physically violent no but he's uh, he's got bad knees um he's not physically violent at least i don't and not towards was me. he ever in the armed forces 
No, I don't think so. Okay, good. He came off the boat from Italy to New York and then, okay, cool. you know, um, which it's crazy when you think about like how short of time people seem to think that like decades is a really long time. And it's like my great grandpa came off of a boat from Italy, a yes. boat yes, to New York, migrated to Michigan. Yes. And that wasn't that long ago. No, it wasn't. That no, was literally, what would that be? Uh, my dad, my grandma, my, three generations ago. Yeah. And he's still alive. He's 93 years old. Yeah. And that was like 1920, if I... Think about that. He's seen a day when having to call somebody meant going out in the street and using like a public phone. Yeah. And now cell phones. Like yeah. before the dementia really started to take a hold, it's he nuts. had access to cell phones. Like things that he saw. Yeah. I mean, he literally saw the entirety of the Industrial Revolution. Yeah. Like all the thickest, most viscous parts of it, he saw, it's and now just, it's he's nuts. got dementia. It, yeah. Dementia, and dementia is the two worst diseases I've come to figure that any family member can get are ALS and dementia. Mm-hmm. Because ALS, the person who has ALS gets to watch their body break down while their brain is fine. Right. Okay. Ugh, so God. that happens to the person. Yeah. And it happens to the family. Well, and MS is very similar to that too, because your body literally breaks down. Yes, but MS you can slow MS down and research is getting better and better. When yeah. you're coming up with stuff they can really slow it down. Like once you have ALS, there's nothing. Ugh. You just you just have to wait. It's coming. And then dementia is like one step above that in well below that in in personal agony yeah because like in dementia all the agony is put on the family Mm -hmm. not on the person with dementia because the person with dementia yeah like doesn't like they're just like "Ah, i don't remember right it's like they don't know but they're still very confused i mean like my when my great grandpa came over recently my grandma had to keep reminding him where we were at and that this is Artie. This is your great grandson, and and it sucks, man. It sucks because. But he doesn't remember how many times he doesn't remember. Right, right. So it's like he doesn't see see it as a failure. He sees it as a real time error. In right. My brain's not working. Yeah. Like oh, he thinks of it as a brain fart, not something that's seriously debilitating disability yeah. to function. And that's why for the family members around people with dementia, yeah, it's like yeah. And my family went through like, like. My ex- my extended family were almost entirely in denial on what my mom was capable of doing. Mm-hmm. Like as her body started to break down, the connection between her brain and her body Jeez. started to fail. And like, because that's how it eventually does. Like, right. it's like eventually certain physical body parts yeah. stop working. Yeah, and you die slow. Yeah, it's the slowest yeah, death. It sucks ever. Man. Like we literally got notified that like it was it it could be any day now, mm-hmm. and it went on for two weeks. Imagine Oof. two weeks waiting for your family member to die. Yeah, like there's nothing like it. And it's funny because there's a girl who used to work here. Her uh, her whole family has like various levels of not her whole family but like it runs deep in her family. Right. Uh, Alzheimer's. Yeah. So like now for ignorance, what is the difference? And maybe you know, maybe don't between Alzheimer's and dementia. I don't know. You don't honestly. Know. Yeah. Like as far as I'm concerned, they're both debilitative. Right. And like your memory goes and everything it. else. But like uh, yeah, um, ALS, Alzheimer's, um. 
I, she was talking about like their family laughs about it now. It's like, right. yeah, when someone's about to get di- like, oh, you're going to get diagnosed. Oh, man. So it's Alzheimer's like- is the most common cause of dementia, a general term for memory loss and other cognitive yeah. abilities serious enough to interfere with daily life. Yeah, I watched a taxi cab confessions where there was a girl who worked around the elderly but people like she worked in hospice uh-huh. which these people are the saints of the universe yo yeah i mean so long as they treat them well if they treat them like crap you're you're evil on all types of levels but, right but um she was talking about how like dementia is basically a calcification of the brain certain brain oh, certain okay. the brain just kind of calcifies and just calls God, it good man calcifies the idea not for you but for people listening calcifies the idea your brain basically basically turns into an inoperable material yeah where your brain can no longer re- can no longer connect to the nerves just sucks man things. getting yeah. old sucks yes it does and it's inevitable well there's been not a single person to prevent getting old uh the research is getting better bro like they're like i'm not even joking i mean it won't be for us but like for your kids like yeah but all me the way down to- like i don't I want to get old. I, I, uh, with getting old for not everyone clearly, but comes wisdom. And like, I'm, I'm okay with getting old because I know that I'll learn more stuff through life experience, but I just don't want to go through like dementia or like, bro, I'm going to tell you straight up. Ignorance is bliss. Yeah. Like the one thing I, I've learned because I, as you know, like my brain, I'm always like, I'm looking at, I'm thinking, I'm reading, I'm this, that, and the other. Like every time you know you learn some new fact, that's more stuff that you kind of have to admit to yourself that you know. Yeah. Like you can't just admit that you don't know this. Yeah, that's so, true. And that's what rots people from the inside when they deliberately know some things are wrong and they do them anyway. Yeah. So it's like choosing to bury yourself up under the weight of the information that you have and then becoming more knowledgeable. Do you know like a secret government agency or something that you can't share no, with that No, and you... if I did, like I have secrets from the industry <laughs> that are driving me crazy. Yeah. Like you see all these gray hairs on the side of my head? Each one is an industry secret. I can't tell nobody. Yeah, but you shouldn't. Who cares? Yeah, you're right. What? Nobody cares. But like you kind of want to share. Like that's No. Stuff, it's No, really? I wouldn't. No. It's not everybody's business. Nobody needs to know. The industry secrets and all that stupid crap. Like, no, you know it, and that's what other people are doing. You can't control. You're right. Wow, like, listen to me sounding like Span right now. Yeah, right. Like, I'm, I'm like you in that. I kind of, when it comes into my brain, I want to share it. I yeah. want it to be part of conversation. I want it. To, I want to analyze it. I want to. I want like, and I want to put it to many people whose brains are different from mine. But yeah, you can't do that because like you put a block in your brain. This can't go anywhere. So it just kind of sits there as a piece of information you can't share. And I got, if my brain was a house, like my house has like 50 rooms <laughs> and out of the 50 rooms, I say 42 of them. I'm like, you can't go in there. There's some, there's some stuff in there. That I can't but I feel like there. you do that a lot. Like there's stuff that, and I don't need to know everything about you by any means, but I, you are very, you keep your cards close. I do. Yeah. Like I, today, even today I revealed a piece of information about myself that I like the minute I said it, I was like, I shouldn't have said that. But see, and I, was like, I don't I, even, I don't even remember what it was, which means that just like with. That's hilarious. Yeah. I'm trying to think now, like what you shared with me that, <laughs> that I should have been paying attention to. But I feel like a lot of times we care about certain stuff that nobody else cares about. Like, we'll sit there and beat ourselves up about it, and I'm just like, no one else cares as much as we do. You know what I'm saying? 
Like yeah, no one does. But that's that's my problem. Like if I have a problem, it's that I'm in my own head. Like oh as god, much- I'm the same way. That's why I don't have any hair. The diff- okay, <laughs> but the difference is you have to express it. Like yeah, like where I'm quiet. Like my brain's going just as fast as hard as yours. The yeah. difference is I'm not saying it. Yeah, it's just going around in my own head, and it's like it's it's oh my god, it's. Well, that's a lot of weight, but yeah. you know what alleviates that? Video games. Oh, and I look yeah. forward to shooting the hell out of some bow. I'm going to put some money bows and bow and arrow arrows into some mechanical creatures tonight in Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh I'm legitimately psyched to do so. Either that or I'm going to go back to, uh, like, I got Assassin's Creed Black Flag. There you go. And, like, randomly stabbing people okay. like and avoiding don't, the police. Don't say that out loud anymore. <laughs> In the game! I know, but it just it came out very uh, serial killer. <laughs> There's nothing more I love more doing than stabbing people in the face. This from the guy who plays Call of Duty. All I you love the do- Call of Duties! <laughs> Man, I, I watched... Take Call- down the terrorists! <laughs> I, I, watched, I watched a game... I, I Actually, I was playing a game of Call of Duty with a female friend of mine who is just amazing. She is so cool. But we were watching uh, me play Call of Duty, and she was like, I can't watch this. This is stressful. I was like, you know what? It's stressing me out. Like, I've never felt so much stress playing that. Oh, my God. Like, okay, it was this one mission where you have this, like, this mini tank that you can remote control. And, like, helicopters are crashing. Yep. Like, people are shooting at you, but you have to get to a certain place to transmit some data to a satellite, yep. and then you resume control, and then you have to go through a building that's falling down, and then I died, and I had to do it over and over, and, like, I was, and, like, when she was like, I can't watch this anymore, mm-hmm. that's when I mentally made the personal, like, wellness check, and I was like, I can't either, yeah. and I took the game back. Like, did you? <laughs> I did. I was like, no. Nah. No, I was like, I put it on the shelf, and a few weeks later, I took it back to disc traders i was like i was like i can't do it i can't i I can't do it i can't do it i tell you what the so i have a switch and the coolest thing about the switch is just the not so much even the serious games like you could go buy the serious games on there but they've got mario they've got super smash bros and it's just awesome it's a great way to escape it's one of the best forms of escapism ever like you could just get on there you play a game Next thing you know, four hours have gone by. What's the favorite game on the Switch? I like Super Mario Maker 2 right now, just because the- Where you make levels? Yeah, you can make levels. What games can you make levels for? For uh, any- uh, So, basically what it is is this. You can make levels, and you put them up online, and people try to beat those levels. Have you seen the one where it's like all the- Red fire. Yeah, so someone made that level and only 0.01% of people who have played that level have completed it. Okay. So what they do is like like Q106 could make its own level. And you share the code. Wendy's made one. Like so there's literally uh, last time I checked there was two million courses. So like it's a game that never ends. You could play this for years and still never beat, but it's like playing old Mario, except people are designing the courses. It's awesome. Yes. Um, so I, you can do Super Mario. Okay, okay. Can you you can do Super Mario one? You can do all of them. Can you do Super Mario two? All of them. Can you do the Super Mario two that came out in Japan that never was released here? I have no ah, idea. I don't see. know. But anyway, okay. so okay. I don't know. I just know that when you're making the levels, okay, you can make them how you want. With which era you choose too. Um, I see. I saw one level on Super for Super Mario Three, that was literally like, 
your entire time is tr- it's like jumping and like hitting like tortoise shells yeah. and avoiding spikes and lava. Yeah. And I was like, there's a point to which I'd be like, nah. Cause like when I was a kid, I threw video game controllers. Like I know God, I you did. You were that kid. You were that I kid. I was that kid. Like I there was <sighs> I got spanked a couple of times for it. Like and I deserved it. Like I was you were like that throwing kid. I would throw it at the couch so I wouldn't get in trouble. God. Like I would carefully you couldn't unplug control, it uh, well, and then wrap it and then throw it at the couch. You know what I was just gonna say is you couldn't control your anger coming from the guy that punched drywall at one point in his Man, life. For so I guess I'm not I'm not any better. At I told all. you I did that too, right? Oh, you went through a Kyle phase? I well, I think every boy goes through a Kyle oh, phase. Yeah. But yeah. like I punched a wall once, put a hole in it, my dad was like all right, you're going to fix it. And he showed me how to fix it, and I saw everything that was in it. And by the way, when it was done, it looked good. And I was like, I'm never doing this again. Can I tell you what I did one time? My dad beat my ass for it and made me fix it. I killed a chickadee with a two-by-four. I know this is very serial killer and What the hell? I was 13 years old, okay, and there was a chickadee there, and I was just trying to like hit the block underneath it to make him move, and I hit him. And I killed him. And I started crying because I felt so bad. But you know when you're at that age to where you don't understand that your actions have consequences? So when I hit the, hit the bird, I was trying to knock the board underneath to get him to move. I was just a, a bored kid in the middle of the woods, okay? And so I go to my dad and I tell him. And his response was, um, get the bill. Yeah, there was that. And then he taught me that what you kill, you have to eat. He didn't force me to eat the chickadee, obviously, but I stacked wood by myself for weeks and weeks and weeks to make up for it. And it taught me that, for one, you can't just take something, you can't just kill something because. Yes. Okay? I remember years later, my dad was driving me to school, and there was a porcupine that came out, and he hit him, and I started crying. I was crying so, because like I understood at that point. Yes. Dude, what I do, like I hit a groundhog last week, and I felt so bad. Yeah, like, good. It, but it's growing up and realizing that, like, man, like, I still look back and regret that because that was a living creature that was yeah. just doing its thing. Yeah. And because I wanted to be funny and try and knock it off of the board or something, I killed it. Yeah. I, and chickadees, you could flick them and kill them. They're so tiny. And I was just like, man, like, like we have them hit this window all the time and they die. They're <laughs> just, they're just, they're, they're not the smartest of birds ever. No. But I just felt so stupid but you learn those lessons like with you you know punching the wall like my dad i remember and it was video game related like i was so pissed i ran the stairs and hit it i know that we talk about like back in our days and all that but like my summers were spent cutting wood so we had heat in the winter and then my winters were spent shoveling snow and it's like i look at my stepdaughter or my son and i'm just like y'all got an ipod yeah. Y'all got y'all got an iPad. Y'all got video game. Like I'm like, man, not saying that I had such a troubled childhood that was so hard or so rough or whatever. No, but by comparison, like kids don't understand. Like I I I shoveled snow, which I didn't even I like shoveling snow. I don't know why. No one likes shoveling snow. I do. Snow. I enjoy shoveling snow. You are a liar. Like, I would do it recreationally. I'm not even joking. And what I don't is know wrong why. with you? You put an iPad, put an iPod in my ear and just give me a shovel. But see, I'll do the whole I'll do the whole You're street. the type of person to where you're like me as long as you're stimulated and some sort of stimulation whether it's watching something or listening something you can multitask i'm the same way but i have to have that i can't listen to silence like i hate exercise like i do yeah but i love shoveling snow like even though it's monotonous 
It's and completely. It's it's such a pain. Yeah. Something about the puzzle nature of it, like shoveling away so you can walk, so that you yeah. won't walk back over the same part. Yeah. It's like it's like figuring out a puzzle, and something about it, I don't get it. Like I, enjoy I would it. agree with that. But I, anyway, I, yeah. Like a lot of kids nowadays don't have to worry about shoveling snow. I had to no. cut grass. Yeah. And I now that I hated. Even See, with some I don't music, mind cutting grass. I hated now. cutting grass. I uh, I have my my stepdaughter do it. And she does a good job. She won't get too cro- close to the water because she doesn't want the lawnmower to fall in, which That'd is great. Be, that's good. That's yeah. good. Um, so I handle that part, but it's just nice that like both my son and my stepdaughter are coming into an age to where they can start doing stuff. Like it's it's awesome. Well, you have to train them on physical labor and maintenance of household. If you do not train kids, I know. they won't do it. They won't do it. Oh and then they God. become entitled. Then it's like oh. then it's like okay, what are you gonna do when you get a job? Even worse. They live in a pigsty. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Like, uh, yeah. some of the homes I've visited Yo. from kids who clearly didn't have any responsibilities yeah. cleaning up. It's like, golly, your parents did you a disservice. You know, you are disgusting. You know what's crazy is how you can tell just by how a child acts if they do do chores. You know what I'm saying? I can usually tell if, like, a kid has a home life that involves being a responsible teenager and getting stuff done or not. You could usually know that within the first couple of seconds. Yeah, but I've met some neat freaks that were like, I couldn't hang out with them because they was weird. Like, I'm I'm a neat freak. Yeah, but I've met. I mean, you're you've been not in my car. I mean, we yeah, we're cool. Yeah, like, and you don't strike me as odd. But like, mm. I've met some people whose you should homes see me are after like, midnight on yeah, Saturdays. Yeah, no, thank you. That won't happen. <laughs> but like, there was there, who was it? There was this. I was in college. I think it was the first time. Yes, it was the first time because that's when I was in the dorm. And there's these like two guys who just, their room was neat yeah. all the time. That's how it should be. It was so clean. It so should be. So neat. I, I found have... out one of them was a hacker who was wanted by the FBI. For real? In my freshman, no, sophomore year dorm at University of Michigan. Straight up. What? It's a whole story. Like, I Yo, can we tell, got time. I can tell it. We now. got time. So, anyway, I was, there's so many dorm stories I have from that sophomore year in the dorms. It was some of the most fun I've had in my entire life. But, um, there was this guy down the hall. Okay. Who, like, <clears throat> there was two guys. One was Paul and the other, just say Dan. Okay. Okay. Paul would come down. Yeah, don't incriminate room. anyone. No, no, no. This is years ago, man. You'll see. I, no one's getting incriminated, okay? I love interrupting him because so, yeah. it makes him so triggered. Can you see your phone? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> All right, go ahead, go ahead. So go. anyway, Paul comes down to my room because he likes to play the drum set in my room. Yes, I had a drum set in my dorm room. Okay. In my concrete wall dorm room. And yes, you could hear it two floors up and oh, down whenever my, I play. You were that guy. I, oh, man, I was very popular in the best ways. <sighs> anyway, uh... Yeah, I, he would come over and play my drum set, and then uh, his roommate would either never be in in the dorm room, okay, like he'd be in a computer lab somewhere, or be in the dorm room on the computer, right? Okay. What well, turned out, dude was part of a hacking coalition, right? What? And one of the hacking coalitions, one of the members of the hacking coalition, all these guys between the ages of like 18 and 20, right? Okay. So one of the guys in the hacking coalition, I guess, had hacked a government agency. Oh, and so what? one day Paul comes down to me. It's not nearly he, as bad as me downloading torrents. No, no <laughs> dude. Off the air, I can tell you another story. Yeah. But I can't tell this story. Okay. On the air. I right. can tell this story. Yeah. But the other story I'm thinking, I can't tell you on the air. Okay. Anyway, 
So uh, Paul comes down. He goes, dude, I'm so glad you're here. Can I just hang out here? I was like, dude, okay, that's fine. What's up? He's like, dude, you won't believe what's going on. I'm like, uh, go ahead and tell me. He goes, dude, two guys from the FBI are in my dorm room. I was like, what? And he was the dude who was doing all the hacking? No, no, this is Paul. Oh, it's this Dan was the other okay. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, I was like, what do you, what do you mean? He's what? like, okay, okay. So this guy, he tells me a story about the hacking collector everything. Now, his roommate is gone, right? He's not in the room at that time. Right. But the FBI, Where was he at? Well, don't know. But here's what happened, right? Here's what happened. So Paul comes, he comes and tells us, he goes, so he's sitting in his dorm room, you know, chilling on his own computer, right? It's mm -hmm. 1995, two computers, you know, kids got some money. Anyway, the... Uh, My heart's racing right now. The, the He's sitting at his desk... On the door, right? Oh, just like no. a just a knock, yeah. right? So he gets up and he looks through the peephole. It's two dudes in suits, like black suits, white. It's like and that's some real, black right? Stuff. Like yes, that real happens. Real. It really happened. He's like, whoa! And he just kind of like he breaks into a sweat. He's like, uh, uh, uh. But he knows, don't touch Dan's computer. Yeah, because he's like, anything I do could incriminate me. So I'm just gonna open the door and do it. So he's did like, he have an idea that homeboy was doing all the hacking? Yes. <gasps> he didn't know how deep it went. He just knew dude was part of a hacking collective. Dude, okay. To be clear, okay, it's the University of Michigan. Okay. Yeah. You're dealing with a lot of very smart, talented kids. Yeah. And they're dealing with computers in the 90s. Okay. They're what like McAfee wasn't yet a thing. Right. Okay? It's all codes. So everything. Yeah. If you knew codes, you want to bounce around and check some stuff out. Yeah. That don't mean you're not being tracked if the FBI or CIA catches wind. And in this case, they were. They're usually discreet. And I won't talk about how you could be discreet back then, even today, frankly. Mm -hmm. But like they were usually discreet. This guy was kind of. He's like you know. He's like that Leroy Jenkins. Hell yeah. Yeah. So it's like he's like he'll jump in and see what happens just to see what happens. Well, Yo. he did that, and they tracked him, tracked him back to the the collective, and went after everybody. So it was a coordinated effort to go, and they met up at the, around the same time of day to everybody. So. So he, in with Paul's case, Paul opened the door and the FBI comes, two guys, and they're like, hey, uh, we're looking for so-and-so. He goes, oh, yeah, he's not here. He's like, is that his computer? He goes, yeah. He goes, who's this computer? He goes, that's mine. He goes, do you mind if we take a look? And he goes, no, go right for it. Because he's like, what is he going to, I mean, oh, what he should have said was, I'm going to talk to my lawyer. Right. But like at the same time. The FBI has certain, they have certain ways to get around that kind of stuff yeah. that like you can't really there's stop. There's like the local police level and then there's yes. the FBI. Yeah, they have the, an entirely different way. When the feds show up, like I don't know if you know, you can lie to police. It's illegal to lie to the feds. You can't lie to the police. Yes, you can. It's tampering with evidence. At no, that point. it's tampering with the evidence if they have, if they have the evidence. They can, you can lie to the police legally. They can't. They can bring you up on other charge, given the yeah. situation. But in general, don't lie to the police. Like if please. okay, well here, if you have marijuana in your car and mm -hmm. you're in your car, and a cop goes, "Do you have marijuana in your car?" You could say no. You could they, without a warrant, and like without a warrant, they can't look inside. Right, and your I understand car. that, but it's just as easy to say I'm not answering any questions. Yeah, I mean, there's some okay. But first of all, we're right. not lawyers, right. okay? Yeah, we're not God, giving you no. legal advice. God okay? no. But like in general, to make the point, you have certain legal leeway to lie to police you have none to lie to feds okay so, so anyway feds, so, so anyway yeah he's they take him he says can i look at your computer so the, the fed sits down on his computer the other one starts unplugging the other guy's computer because hackers 
Did you see all of this happening? No, he's telling Paul's oh, okay. telling me because he came there. in to you and was like, "Yo, yes. feds are here." Yeah, he was like, because the guy sat down at the computers and he's like, uh, "Do you really need me here?" And they're like, "No." Don't go too far, though. So he comes down to us, and he's just like, oh, like he's breaking a sweat. Oh, yeah. Guilt by association type yeah. thing. So anyway, they left his machine there. They took Dan's machine. The 500-pound yes. computers, because yes. that's how much they were back in no, the day. No, they weren't 500, but uh, <laughs> 200, yeah, they were in the vicinity. Yeah. So, so anyway, he was, uh, so eventually, uh, they came back to t- to escort Dan to a facility, or Dan to a facility where they had a conversation with him, and that's where Paul really got all the skinny later on that I'm kind of peppering in the story right now. But yeah, like, Dan did nothing wrong. Being part of a hacker collective is like, you're part of a yeah, people that have certain information. Cool it's like being part of a whatever, club. Yeah. yeah, but like... Have you ever been interrogated before? No. It's terrifying. Yeah. I was interrogated one time, and it was over something stupid that... It had nothing to do with me. Um, so when I was living in South Bend, I bought a car from a dealership in a not-so-favorable area because it was cheap and because right. that's where you can go to get cheap vehicles. And I bought the car, and the guy told me, he said, hey, um, we don't have your plates in. Or no, okay. So this is I gave him X amount of dollars down, and I said I can't pay you the rest of this right now. And he said that's okay. Pay me for the next couple months X amount of dollars until you're paid up. And I said okay, cool. I was like, well, what am I going to do with my paper tags? And he's like, just come in once a month, and I'll give you a new paper tag. Oh, now listen, listen, listen. This was my first time buying a vehicle. Right, right, right. It was a two thousand. Grand Dam, Black Grand Dam, sunroof, chrome wheels, low miles. I think low miles because they rolled it back. They went in the odometer and they rolled it back. That that mug had a hundred thousand miles. They sold it to you with like six. Like, oh yeah, it's only six thousand miles, man. You just got lucky, bro. About a month and a half after buying the vehicle, I'm listening to talk radio. (gasps) The report is such and such from such and such auto was arrested today for odometer fraud. You can tell you're from Detroit because you knew that story. <laughs> you can tell that. Now, I was born in Detroit and stayed there till I was eight. You clearly spent a little bit more time there because you nailed it. I am aware of the nefarious so, of activities that can go down amongst the lower brow of uh, urban society. So, and I don't mean urban as in black. I mean urban as people that live in the city, which includes white people and everybody else, too. So he gets picked up. I go in to make a payment. And I say, I'm not making any more payments with you guys because I don't know how many miles are on my car. Now, I'm going to tell you that I'm not going to say the guy's name. There was a coworker that I worked with, and I asked him to come with me because he was bigger than I was. He was 6'4", 270 something. I mean, he was a big dude. And uh, maybe not 6'4", but he was big. And I said, hey, can you come with me? Um, I don't want to go tell this guy that I want my title. I'm not paying for my car by myself because I figure if you're involved in this sort of circle, yeah, you probably know a couple people. Yes, I go in by myself. Oh, I notice that the guy um, that's standing to the left of me, right when I walk in, looks like Tank Abbott, an old UFC fighter, and has oh. an AK-47 tattooed on his leg. It might have been Tank Abbott. It might have been Tank <laughs> Abbott. Now that I think about it. And I go to the guy that was associated with selling me the car, and I said, I'm here to pick up my title. And he said, okay, you owe $400. And I said, I'm not paying $400. You're giving me my title, and I'm taking my title right now. 
So they go and they get a copy and they gave it to me because at that point you have so many eyes on you. You're not worried about me and my $400. You're worried right. about how many vehicles did you spend back? Yes. So then they say, if you think that you are a victim of odometer fraud, please call blah, blah, blah. So part of me was like, do I call and go in and talk to these people or do I just say whatever it is, what it is? And part of me was like, I don't want to get taken advantage of because I'm already getting taken advantage of. And I'd right. like to know how many miles are on this car. So when I sell it to the next person, I'm not shafting them the way that I got shafted. Right. So what I would do is when they would give me a new paper plate, I would put the old one underneath. So I went and I called the detective and he's like, you need to come in right now. And so I go in and I sit down and he's like, what year's your car? What is this? Uh, I didn't bring up anything about the paper tags because then at that point I'm incriminating myself right. because I'm accepting not stolen property, but I'm accepting fraudulent property. So he asked, but like, if you didn't know it was fraudulent, can you really be like put in trouble? Well, it, like you said, ignorance is bliss and I could play stupid knowing now I knew something was fishy about it, but I didn't say anything because I was getting a good deal out of it. I was getting, you know, a paper tag, but I kind of, I kind of had an idea that it was something fishy, but I just kept my mouth shut. So he tells me, I don't remember if my vehicle was or wasn't associated with the odometer fraud. I don't think it was, but I made the amazing, brilliant, spectacular decision to instantly sell that vehicle a couple weeks later and get myself in a payment system. Uh, I know, dude. And I regret it to this day because I picked up a Pontiac G6 that ended up being a problem that GM had with an electrical issue with those vehicles and the Malibus. I ended up breaking both control arms on it and couldn't afford the 1200 bucks to fix it. So I parked it, kept insurance on it, and my dad helped me get a Ford Tempo that I drove around for another year and a half. And I know about the Ford Tempo and the problems it had because we had a Ford Tempo at one yeah. point. Oh Dude, those God. things are little little mice. They are quick, though. Yeah, they're but, great until the transmission decides, eh, we just want to forget we have a first and second gear. Yep, but the thing is, is sitting in there and having that camera on you now i wasn't in for murder i wasn't in for anything crazy but being in a room that is quieter than this room because mm -hmm. those detective rooms they're soundproofed they're most of them are soundproofed i didn't know that yeah okay. it, you got to figure like they don't want that information leaving out there they have it all on the recording device and if you right. have someone waiting in the other room they don't want them hearing that but sitting in there and having that detective look at you and ask you questions, and yeah. if you don't answer quick enough, you're probably lying. Is the you know is uh, there's no thought process to it. It's give me your answer. Give me. It was it was trippy, man. Like it was crazy. I went like I was in like the seventh story of the Civic County building, and he's just sitting in there like asking me all these questions. How much did you pay for the vehicle? How much was this? How much is that? Do you have insurance on it? Blah blah blah. Do you have any other paper tag? Which I lied about because I'm like I don't want. I'm like I'm not. So I was like, no, I have no paper tags other than this one that was on the back of my vehicle that I just brought in. And he goes, well, this is fraudulent. This is fake. He's like, do you have any other ones? And I looked him in the eyes and said, no. And at that moment, I was like, man, I'm like, if I say something, like I didn't want to tell him that I had more paper tags, but they were all oh sitting my underneath God. my car. Like I just put them underneath this dumb, stupid 20 something year old kid. So I'm like, yo, like I'm sitting there and I'm like, I know that I, w I probably wouldn't get in trouble with that because right. I, it, I, they were printed out. I put them on my vehicle, whatever. Um, but shortly after, I ended up getting rid of the vehicle. But it was like, man, when you're sitting in there, like you, I watch a lot of these like crime shows, and you see these people getting interrogated, and it's like, man, you got to have a poker face. Yes, you know, you got to be able to sit there and be like, no, nope, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I mean, the, the funny thing about 
these crime shows is that the people who actually sit with the police are the dumbest <laughs> because the minute the police say uh like the minute the police say uh we want to talk to you you'd be like eh, talk to my lawyer and right. that ends that they can't talk to you the minute you say i want a lawyer yeah like it's like and they have to do a very delicate dance whenever you say like and i've seen it where someone goes shouldn't i be talking to a lawyer and the cop is like Ooh, yeah. i don't want you to talk to a lawyer but i can't tell you that unless so yeah it's 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 very very fr- it's 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 kind of yeah i've i've never been interrogated by police and i don't anticipate i will because if for whatever reason the police want to pull me aside for something i've done of which i have done nothing to to earn their ire yeah uh i'll be like yeah let me go talk to my lawyer yeah it's like if you want to whatever you got to do i mean to put me if you got to book me or whatever how this is gonna go down yeah it's gonna go down but there will be no questions well and the thing is is i have a great deal of respect for police because of what they have to go through every day i mean you're going up to random strangers because they created either a civil infraction or a traffic violation and you have to approach the situation cautiously like it's it's a job that man like I a state trooper to pull me over mistake the hand lever to slide back my chair for a gun like he he was like it was on the freeway and he's looking in the passenger side window and I see his arm kind of shift back and I'm like oh this is how it goes down and he's like what's that under your seat there I was like sir my hands are here yeah can I reach down and so I can gesture to what it might be. Yeah. And he goes, sure. And he's watching very closely. And I move my arm at like the, sl- the slowest yeah. speed possible. Yeah. Because if I move and too he's quick. Just pop, as, pop, pop. Well, and he's just as nervous as you exactly. are. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, cool. Let me go slow. Let me go slow. I was like, sir, I be- is this what you're talking about? He goes, yeah. I was like, that's actually what I use to slide the chair back. Can I demonstrate? And he's like, yeah, go for it. So I'm looking at him. Yo, but like, you have the okay, same car as I do, and sometimes they click and make that noise on its own. Like it's just like it's the seat moving back into yes, position, and locking into place. God, yes. that would be terrifying if that yeah. just went out. But that's the thing. Like you know, uh, again, this isn't a political podcast. We don't need to give you our political and, take. And no politics. No, no politics, politics. But I will say that there's uh, it's it's a job that I want to go on a ride along so bad, so bad. You want? Are you serious? Yeah, I've told you this a million times. I told you this today. When we went on the highway and there was the pit maneuver people. When they were doing the pit maneuvers at the state trooper location. Dude, I'll throw out a text right now. Seriously, I would love nothing more than to go. But it can't. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now. If it's a ride along, I want to go on a ride along like all day. I want it to be a couple hours long. No, that's because because that's when like I want to know what the process is when you pull somebody over. What do you do? What do you enter in the computer? I am so intrigued with that. That it's just like it's oh god, I would love nothing more to uh, to and and again like you know regardless of the political environment, being a police officer is such a tough job, especially now. Like it is such a hard job. It, it is, is something that and they're not paid enough for what they do. No, no. I mean, when you look at like what it takes to be a police officer. I've looked into it before, and I'm like, you know, yeah, a large majority of people could go through the training, could go through, you know, the uh, the the paperwork and all that, and the physical and mental training, but that on the job training 
is going up to a car that has tinted windows and you don't know what's inside. One of my favorite shows ever is Live PD, and I'll tell you why it's better than Cops. Cops is nice. It's great. And and I want to give a big shout out to Wigglesworth in Ingham County, who actually turned down Live PD coming to town. And I'll tell you why I think that's a great thing. But I watch Live PD, and I like it better than Cops because it's it's you... With cops, they show the, the the violation, they go through it, it's done. With a cop, he'll stop in the middle, and it's all live. So he's explaining to the person watching it, hey, this is what's going on, and it's super educational. But I, as much as I love watching it, I can completely see why a sheriff would turn it down. Because it gives a bad image to where you're at. So Ingham County, for instance, when you do a live PD, you're not showing the greatness of Ingham County. You're showing the worst of Ingham County. You're showing the the meth bus. You're showing the guys driving at a high rate of speed or this and that. Like, big shout out to Wigglesworth for not not wanting to do that. But at the same time, my wife and I love watching that show. It is by far one of the most entertaining shows out there. And it really does show you what cops go through. Um, It's, man, I'm, whew, that is a job that as rewarding as it can be, it is so dangerous, so dangerous. Every single day, you don't know if you're going, if you're going to come home. With radio, uh, what could happen? You know, we have well, an easy, cushy could, job. Someone could shoot a BB at the window, aiming for your head. Well, yeah, and you could say something that on did this. Happen here, actually, right? And you, you know could that. say something on this podcast that could, you know, make somebody mad and they come and attack you, or they and, key or your car. Key your car, yeah. But regardless, like when you're mine. a cop, you're dealing with the dangers of people every single day, and. You know, growing up in Detroit and spending a lot of time in Flint um, and working out of Flint and in these areas, a lot of the poor, um, the poor areas, I want to say this politically correct, don't have air conditioning. And when you don't have air conditioning and you're sitting in a hot room every single day, you are more likely to get agitated. And then someone owes you money and you're like, how come you haven't paid up? And next thing you know, gunshots go off or whatever the case may be. But always in the summer, there's more gunshots that go off. If you lived in more outside, they're more interacting. Yes. Yeah. And it's more aggravating when you're literally, you know, you don't have anything to drink because you can't afford it. And it happens more in the urban areas. But with that comes more. Uh, It also happens out in the country. It just doesn't get talked about as much because what happens is and this is what's funny to me. People assume that murders per capita happen in cities because um, it's a population. But like it's not necessarily about population density. It's about situation, timing, education levels, and a whole bunch of other factors. Mm-hmm. And you find that the one thing that contributes most to gun violence is the presence of guns. Now, yeah. does that mean we need to get rid of guns? Not necessarily. It means we need to look the whole thing. No politics. No politics. <laughs> no politics. But yeah, it's just I don't know. Like it, it's it. There's a whole bunch of factors that go into it, and we could do better. Yeah. Because like we can find solutions that like. Well, it makes life easier for everybody. It all goes down to this quote, which uh, shout out to my friend. I call him my friend now because he liked my Instagram post. His name's Gucci Berry. But uh, I posted something. He liked to post on me my page too. Did he? We're yeah. friends with him, man. We got to send him a dual DM and just be like, hey, man, video games next week. And we need to go to his house. We need to go to Brian's house and, and Greg's house and play some video games. Okay. I'm going to put that call out. I'm going to put that call out and be like, hey. We want to do like a vlog style thing with you. Can we come over with the cameras and just hang out with you, play some video games? Yeah. Dude, what if we brought Gucci Berry in 
to do another interview and played some video games with him. No, that's absolutely part of what we're going to do. We're absolutely going to have people through and play video games with him. We are absolutely going to do that. So, uh, but I posted something that I think is one of the most truest statements ever. And it's it says, you seriously have no idea what people are dealing with in their personal life. So just be nice. It's that simple. And I agree because you don't know what any single one person is going on and the biggest battles are inside your own head right. you know and if we could just learn to be nicer to each other um yes. i'm a part of a <laughs> of an alopecia support group okay now is it like alzheimer's is it dementia no not at all but it's still something that that bothers it me it contributes enough. to the to the to the increase or decrease of mental health. Yes. So with that, I go on this. Uh, I go on this page every once in a while, and the amount of like depressing statuses. It's heartbreaking. Like these people are losing their eyebrows, losing their hair, everything. And so I went on there and I just put like an encouraging thing because I would want to see that. And like you said, the one thing that if I die tomorrow, the one thing I will take with me that you you have brought to my attention is be the energy you want to be in your relationships. Yes. And that's what it comes down to. And I feel like, you know, it's so easy to get caught up in the stupidness of social media or, again, politics. Put all that aside and just be nice to one another. Yeah. Open a door for somebody. Yeah. Say, hey, um, you know, Maynard was on with Joe Rogan and he said, put your phone down. And have a random conversation with a stranger. I can't tell you, dude, the last time I talked to a stranger. Because it's so much easier when you're waiting for your oil change to get done or you're sitting and eating lunch by yourself to just sit there and look at your phone. Uh, I'm going to tell you, yeah, you have because you're on the radio and you've been at events talking to strangers on the regular. Voluntarily. That's forceful. Hey, come over here and win prizes. Hey, come over. But honestly, just saying, hey, man, how's your day going? I, I, dude, I couldn't tell you because it's easier when I'm waiting in line to play Candy Crush or to look at my Facebook. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say no to that. Uh, oh my god, cause you're so much better. No, it's because I mean, I'm, 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 sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm starting I'm sorry. to I'm own my curmudgeony. Okay, what like, is? Uh, yeah. I'm slipping into curmudgeonness like big time. Oh, is this another big word that scares you? You've heard curmudgeon before, like old people who get awful. I've heard you say it. I don't know what that word means. It's like when you see like an old dude who's just like all the time. Oh, okay, like, yeah, like grumpy yeah, old yeah, man. Yeah, grumpy old Why man. Why didn't yeah. you just say I could be a grumpy old man? Ugh. Ugh. Anyway, uh, I'm kind of owning a little bit of my curmudgeonness, and uh, every time. I do something that gets me a little bit more info or makes me a little more comfortable with the universe around me. Mm-hmm. I kind of decide, like, yo, I don't have to be nice to everybody. I don't have to make... I don't have to make That's such an cool. ugly way to think. No, no, I can be... Okay, I can respect people by keeping them the hell away from me. Like, and that's being distant and not being emotionally available to people or even, like, conversationally available to people. I'm an introvert, dude. It takes yeah, energy out of me. Yeah. You're an introvert? I'm an introvert in the sense of if you're not, and this is very selfish and dumb of me, um, if you're not like in my circle of people that I talk to, I don't talk to you. And it's nothing against you. It's just I have a very small group of people that I talk to on a daily and you know weekly basis or whatever. I don't believe you at all. Okay, you don't have to. Ask my wife. I don't believe you at all. I don't all. go out onto the rooftop and say, hello, strangers, my name's Art and I need friendship. Like, no. What comes off on air and what comes off in my personal life has nothing 
No, I just don't. Okay, this is a whole conversation for another time. Yes. We have to be at like 45 minutes. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry to annoy you with my friendship. Yes, the co- podcast is over. I was going to ask you, do we have Fortnite installed on the Xbox? Uh, We do not. Okay, it's a free download. That's what I'm going to go do. The, 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 okay, if you want to install Fortnite, I'm telling you right now, it's probably at least a two or three hour commit just to download. I'm going to download it and we're going to stream either tomorrow or sometime next week doing a Fortnite stream. You got to do the Fortnite. We can't do Call of Duty until we get the actual game. I got to get it from home. Have a great day, everyone. Sorry that when Span wants to end, I'm just joking. You can listen to the podcast on Spotify and at Q106. Can you? Are you sure? Are you sure you could do that? I don't think you could do that. Is that possible? Do we have the app? You're fired. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to this. We appreciate you. We love you. Say it. Say you love them. Say you love them. Say it. Say it. Say love you. Put your pride aside and say that you love them. Go ahead. They're going to be... I think you're wonderful for listening. I really do. You would never say you love you to a stranger? Maybe uh, they want to hear love a little that bit. That would be correct. I'd probably... Actually, no. If if I save their life... Situation. Oh my God. And Don't like, call oh me God. a hero. And I'd be like, yeah, okay. I love you too. <laughs> That's how I get, that's how I get down. <laughs> Thank you. You rescued me from that fire and I love you. Yeah, I guess I love you too. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. You are soulless. You are soulless. How dare you? Thanks for listening to the show. We appreciate you. And uh, as always, downloads the podcasts and take us with you. All right, I'm done. Goodbye. <laughs>